That's right, my friends. You are back again. Welcome back to another episode of On the Mic with Mike. I am your podcast host, Instructor Mike. From controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system to controversial issues that affect us across the nation, both locally and otherwise. I am that controversial person that's going to go there and talk about those issues. You're always going to learn something when you're listening to this podcast, so grab your pens and your paper. You can go on ahead and follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or on Instructor Mike. You can also go to my YouTube page instructor mike as well and you can subscribe to this podcast we would greatly appreciate it here is another issue that we are going to talk about on on the mic with mike myself in order but i am so excited that we finally get to connect and talk about no excuses foundation tell those that aren't familiar right away go on facebook guys and hit like and tell everybody what no excuses foundation is all about well the no excuses foundation is just a non-profit that i put together along with my son and family and so you know we uh tend to support people who are looking for job training and things like that uh you know there's often a lot of excuses that people provide uh towards trying to get uh, the things that they need to get instead of just looking at what's readily apparent in front of them. And so we're just a, uh, excuse the expression, but a no BS foundation. We just tell you, hey, mm-hmm. it's an excuse. Let's get going. Here's how you get there. And what are you going to do about it? I love it because, you, as you said, there's so many people that just want to just they have a bag of excuses. And I think about being a legacy. You and I both happen to be black Americans and think about what true adversities our ancestors came it just you do new freely say slave where, where, you've just been free where do you go what do you do they made it work they went to universities became the first doctor the first the, all the hard work has been done all we need to do is get up and take advantage of the american dream now when we talk about a place like occupied illinois and certainly occupied chicago what they do not want law-abiding citizens to be able to carry guns uh, legally and they just make it as difficult as possible and we always know the first step is to get that FOIA card and they're making some changes to the laws and they're shortening the length of time that they're valid for and of course increasing the price of the FOIA card. Yeah, that is definitely the case and you know uh, some people don't like it and you know it's kind of like I'm split on the issue you know I mm-hmm. it, it needs to remain 10 years but let, let let's talk facts. How long have firearms instructors and persons like yourself and other people have told people, look, the FOIA card is, uh, is is very affordable. You need to go on ahead and get your FOIA card. You need to get into a concealed carry class. You need to get into a gun class. Be mindful of the politicians that you vote into office. And people do not pay attention. They do not listen to mm-hmm. us. And so right. such is the result. So now, right now, what is the fee for a FOIA card? Uh, the fee for a FOIA card is $11. Oh, okay. And and uh, did I, am I remembering this correctly? Is it going up to $50? It's supposed to be going up to $50, and they're going to add a fingerprinting requirement to it uh, in the wake of the Aurora uh, shooting situation in Aurora, Illinois. So, yeah, they're adding that on. That kind of failed us in that situation because his FOIA card was revoked, correct? Absolutely, but I can tell Mm -hmm. you uh, that the FOIA card revocation process is you get the notification in the mail, 
uh, and they give it to you, you know, for you being the honest person that you're supposed to, supposed to be, uh, 48 hours to uh, turn in your firearms on identification card, as well as any guns to the nearest law enforcement agency or another person who has a valid FOIA card, give your firearms to them and the sheet is mailed to the state. And if you're in compliance, that's it. If not, they threaten you on the paper with them supposedly sending out a team to collect your firearms and uh, FOIA card. But uh, apparently that's not something that's followed up. If that were the case, Henry Platt would have never uh, experienced what they went through. Now, is this a law that is it still on the books? Is it going to be passed? Is it definitely going to take effect soon? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Given that uh, there is a Democratic supermajority in the House and in the uh, pretty much the overall General Assembly coupled with the Democratic governor, you can almost rest assured that this bill is not only going to pass, but it is going mm -hmm. to be signed into law because of the heavily populous uh, Cook County being uh, heavily populated by Democrats who are not fans of guns. Uh, that's going to happen for sure. Now, what's your background, Mike? Uh, I know you do training for security and which is great and and what what were you in the military were you once in law enforcement how did you become an enthusiast when it comes to the second amendment well i've been an enthusiast ever since i was in JROTC in high school so uh mm -hmm. that's when okay. yeah it started a long time ago but yes my background is in the military i'm an army veteran uh having served for approximately uh four and a half years got out became a corrections officer started out in law enforcement became a police officer in various uh south suburban chicago uh communities also, a homicide narcotics investigation. I've been teaching firearms since about 2010 uh, professionally and just been teaching ever since. Now, is, do you teach at, um, are there any ranges within the city limits or no? Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, you know the mayor and okay. the city council are not having that, but there you are ranges. Absol right. Absolutely. Uh -huh. There are ranges on the outskirts of uh, Chicago that a lot of firearms uh, enthusiasts and instructors go to to instruct students. Well, my problem is I work on Saturdays, Mike, and I know these concealed carry classes are usually two days, and it's a Saturday and Sunday, and I'm thinking, are there Monday through, somewhere like Monday, Tuesday, or something like that? I mean, if I have to, because I keep saying, since I've been back, because I, I had the fortunate opportunity to live in Arizona for two years where, you know, everybody hold on to your powdered wigs. You got to just carry a gun and just go, and you didn't need all these rules. Then we moved back before I had a chance to use my Christmas gift. My husband got me this, what I'll call a, a cartoon-like 22. It looked like a cowboy gun to me. And I've never shot it. And I keep saying, I need to go. I need to go. So, I mean, are the classes just historically Sunday and Saturday and Sunday? Well, you think about it, you have a lot of working professionals that also uh, have a side right. gig, if you will, that uh, uh, teach concealed carry and gun classes on the weekend. But I also operate a business uh, security training concepts uh, out of Chicago. And so we do have, well, we're going to get back to having our weeknight and weekday classes as well. So typically, if you go to a security training establishment, there's a couple of other ones. Uh, PT6 security training on 80th and Ashland. We have weekday concealed carry classes. Now, that's pretty awesome. I noticed on your page that you're training people to be security uh, staff. I don't want to say security guards, and they may not be the proper way. So talk about the requirements. What does it take? Because that's a great opportunity. It's something that uh, we always need security in certain venues and concerts and everything else. And so what is your, uh, your typical class like? How long is it? And uh, do you need to be drug tested is my question before you become um, an official security guard or security professional. Well, there are state requirements and then there are individual company requirements. But just overall, 
you do have to be at a minimum of 18 years of age to be an unarmed security officer, and you have to be a minimum of 21 years of age to be an armed security officer. Uh, the 20-hour class uh, for unarmed is about 20 hours, and then the armed class is an additional 20 hours uh, for a collective of 40 actual hours. Uh, we just go through uh, various things such as the laws, fire prevention, uh, dealing with the public, you know, uh, report writing, just average things that pretty much police officers go through, but just on a rather smaller scale, uh, given that the, uh, the, the jobs are different. And then for the armed security, it depends on where you go. But at my institution, we tend to focus a lot on real world firearms training, not only training you how to be effective with that firearm, but teaching you about you know, crisis intervention and, and preventing situations that would cause you to have to use that firearm. So we incorporate a lot. My typical classes are, uh, uh, we serve a lot of different people of a lot of different races, but the main cohort tends to be uh, African-American, more predominantly female. Uh, and our classes are oh, very, really? yeah, predominantly wow. female. Yeah. Uh, because mm -hmm. if you think about it, employment situations, uh, from, for, for the guys, it's like, we get the employment, we'll take the employment, but with ladies, given that they have to take care of children, it's not a matter of need, a uh, want, it's a matter of need in certain respects. And so that's why the population tends to be very great. It's an, it's a wonderful profession to get in rather easy to work because you're just preventing an offense. If something goes wrong, you observe it and report it, call the police, stay out of trouble, you know, and just, just it's a very easy uh, job to get into. Mike Brown of the No Excuses Foundation, you are a phenomenal guest. I saw you on social media. I had never physically talked to you. You could have been a complete dud. You are amazing. I'd love to have you in studio one day, maybe to help co-host talking about the summer violence and what's going on. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Mike Brown of the No Excuses Foundation, thank you very much. And you have a great and safe um, Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely. You too. Do as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.